Sweet Derek, are we live? We are live. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, this is The Naturals Pod. Welcome to this episode of The Naturals Pod. As always, respectfully, I'm Uncle Kyle, seated on the sticks once again. Sweet Derek, the producer, another familiar face that you've already seen. My sister, the lovely and talented Caitlin Shea, and a new addition tonight, the patriarch of the family, Papa David is on the pod. Welcome to the pod, Daddy. Yeah, Dad. You birthday. can be the pod, Daddy. And puppies on the pod. And, and they're clearly just totally It's the puppy pod. So you told me that you wanted to share some Dave at Shea highlight stories for a pod. And I thought that was a great idea. So why don't you just why don't you just crack into your favorite mom story and give us a little give us a little peek behind the curtain. So this will go back to the early 80s. Uh, We had only been here. We moved here in 1981, moved to Las Vegas in 1981. We'll have to get some of those photos from the Mercy Reunion, too, because they're great. They were in uh, TV shows and all kinds of stuff, and I'm sure Dad has some of the photos, and we'll put those up. Well, here's one of the unpublished stories. (laughs) Uh, Mom was working nights at Flight for Life at Valley Hospital, and they get dispatched out to uh, Tonopah Test Range. We'll throw a couple of those photos up as well. For those of you who don't know, Flight for Life is uh, essentially helicopter paramedics. Like, they are going into dangerous situations. Nurses. Nurses, and, and also pilots, and they are flying in to rescue people. Like, these are very high-risk situations. This is what this is what our mother used to do. That's She was a flight nurse. So, so uh in the, in the early 80s, the uh, Nevada test site was still very active. They were still doing underground testing. There were uh, secret airplanes under testing. People are familiar with Groom Lake. Well, this was this was the Tonopah test, uh, which is on the western side of that, over close to the western border with California. Was this them blowing up the nuclear bombs underground? Was this that, or was it something else? Some uh, this is something else. Related to, but different. And very hush-hush secret, like you're not oh, going to know. Oh, I, I mean, it's, uh, there, there is no record of it to this day. Area 51 styles. Correct. So <laughs> they, get, they get dispatched out to rendezvous with uh, security at the, at the airport up at Tonopah Test Range. So they're en route, and they get up there. And I think that they went into some type of clinic. At any rate, there was a older gentleman, maybe my age. Uh, currently. Uh, currently. Currently. Uh, <laughs> who, was having, who was having chest pain, so he was having a heart attack. And uh, as, as it turns out, the thing that nobody knows is he was a scientist that was working on some secret project up there. When you hear you hear about Black World projects, they had quite a few up there. Black Black what? Black World. Black World. Black World projects. Is that similar to the Black Web or like what are we no, talking no, no. about here? Black Black World projects are are real things that the government funds that nobody knows about. Black tape over the eyes. How, okay. How do you know about this? That's what I. That's what I'm about if this, if this is common knowledge. Like he the loves people need to know. If, how did you figure that look, one out? Look up. Look up Black World projects, and the, and there's a whole plethora 
of information. About okay, you know what? We're going to put a pen in that. We we could probably do a whole pod on this shit. So let's go ahead and look that up. We'll put something up right here. That's hey Dale, you're on my mic. Court. Yeah, you're on Come my. Over here. Right here. Come over here. So don't, don't interrupt with the pod, Dale. For the love of God. So she she gets up there. This guy is very sick. He he's having a, a heart attack. They're told that and they're, they're on presumably whatever they are, military they are, installation. They are at the Tonopah the okay. Test Airport where uh, the F one seventeen Nighthawk aircraft were tested at. If you're an aircraft, so she picks up this like guy. Dad, boom! Uh, and the helicopter, they had a pilot and nurse, room for two patients stacked side by side. And then a, a second seat. It's very compact. Because I, mean, I feel like a lot of people, when they hear about the flight nurse thing, they're thinking like MASH and it's a giant Huey helicopter. But it really isn't. I was shocked when we went to look at the They're, they're larger than those um, than those aircraft were because the patients are actually inside. To scale. But, but they're, they're not very big. They're, you know, it's very compact. Ahead. So they're told that they're taking this gentleman to... Nellis Air Force Base directly. And not only That's are they taking him to Nellis Air Force Base, but there is an armed security person who is accompanying them to make sure they don't spill the secrets. Like, <laughs> I, I guess that's the theory of it. Um, Mom says, no, no, you don't, can't come on the helicopter. And he goes, no, no, I'm coming I'm on, the, on helicopter. the helicopter. So they all get on the helicopter. They head to Nellis Air Force Base. When when they get close to uh, Nellis, and, and people aren't aware that as you leave Las Vegas northbound, all of the airspace from north of town out to US-95, which skirts the western part of Nevada, clear up to that test range, all of that airspace is controlled by uh, Blackjack, which is the U.S. military air control for that entire Yeah, complex. and I mean, they lock it down seriously. I've been close to the base a couple times when they've had like a presidential visit, and they shut that shit down. Well, and, and then I will, I will tell another story on another podcast about going up to Tonopah in my fixed-wing air ambulance and having to cut across the edge of that and all of the... Was that when you guys were trying to find the propeller that fell off the No, plane? no, no. This was in the early 80s. We went on that particular run. We went to Tonopah to Nye General Hospital, picked up a patient. The weather, and normally we would go out and around and fly around the edge of it. So we didn't have to do that. Well, this particular night, the weather was terrible. We ended up cutting across the corner. When we arrived back at Las Vegas, we were notified that Defense Intelligence Service was meeting the airplane. Oh yeah, and, they probably had like missiles. And the pilots aimed at telling you, like, us, "Don't do anything you're not supposed to do." Well, like. <laughs> when the pilot heard that, he goes, "Pull down all the shades. Tell them that you didn't see anything. That you were taking care of the patient." Blah blah blah. So they're getting vectored over to go to Nellis Air Force Base with this very sick scientist who's having a heart attack. When they land there. There is a C-130 with the tailgate down, and they land behind it. They're transferring him into that airplane, which is all set up as a medical suite. To, like, the super-secret military this guy, hospital lab? And yeah, this guy TBD was working on some very, very top-secret project, and so the reason the guard was there is so that... I mean, they wouldn't even let Davette give him any any 
medicine for his chest pain, which is normally what you would do because they were afraid. He, he must have known like some crazy deep darks like that. Like if you're that. Most uh, likely. At any rate. So um, they they get there. She and normally you'll, you would give report to whoever's assuming care for this patient. They didn't even want to know any of it. They just took him off of, the, of her stretcher, put him on theirs, into the back of the airplane they go. They're told that they can leave. As they're taxiing and departing, they see the tailgate of the airplane come up and the Grinchers are going, and they hear them getting ready to depart. At any rate, she gets back to the hospital, and she had managed to write down some things, which you normally do for patients. About him? Chart, like about his medical history, how old he was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like this guy got like stung by a fucking alien wasp or just something insane, and that's why they were like, we just need to make sure he doesn't die and or spill any of the secrets so we can just get him to the space plane to take him to the secret lab to deal with presumably well, whatever kind of alien infection he had. When, Shout out to mom for being super cool and handling that situation well, like... And, and, you know, your, your mom was very authoritative about some of this stuff. When they got back to the hospital and landed, there was a, they called them DISCO, Defense Intelligence Service something. That's how you knew it was the early 80s. Like they he, have and, FBI, he, and he meets CIA, them at the, NSA, before the airplanes even cranked down. Homeland Security. He's... What? This Sorry. is this is a real life depiction of our family trying to have a t- conversation. Just Mul- for the, multiple for going on all at once. All I right, like Dad, to do my own thing, you. and I'm also back listening to, you. to your story. Continue. Okay. Well, back to the story. Back to the story. The aircraft, the helicopter winds down. They go in. Disco agent is there to meet her to debrief her. <clears throat> I feel like this guy should have had bell bottoms and, she, and afro. He can't tell her anything about what's happened, but nothing has happened. And she managed, he had stuffed this paper into her flight suit, and he goes, what's that? She goes, oh, some notes. And he says, I will have those. And yeah, he, he took, took everything too, absolutely. and left. Normally, they're assigned a flight number. No flight number ever assigned. That's you guys just, have been in like some really cool stuff, though. I you I don't think you had ever told me about that before, but like uh, the I mean, let's get into it. The Tupac thing, and then also the guy who was the real life inspiration for Robert De Niro's character in Casino, who got blown up. Like you guys were here for that. Let's hear about it. We need the stories. We need them. Frank Lefty Rosenthal. I was at Sunrise Hospital working for Lefty. Mercy Ambulance, and um, Lefty the. It, we could hear all the radio traffic and stuff, and we heard that there was an explosion up at Tony Roma's, which was a, a barbecue <laughs> restaurant. Tony it couldn't have been at a, at a Tony Roma's. It, it was at a Tony Roma's. I don't even know if they're still in business. Any in the rate, movie, they made it seem like it was some kind of like like mom and pop or like a diner, but all along it was a fucking Tony, Tony Roma's. God, how uneventful. Well, okay, shout we're, out Tony we're Roma's. standing in the ER, and all of a sudden we hear the telemetry radio come alive that... Uh, unit is in, in route code three with a Vern patient, uh, and they'll be there in like five minutes because they were they were literally only a couple miles up the road. Nah. So um, they sh- they show up, and Metro police are all over the place. They open up the back door, 
and literally the left-hand side of his body is just scorched. And so he survived that. He looked like um, Aaron Eckhart. And, in the and the reason night. the left-hand side of his body was scorched was he felt like somebody was going to blow up his car. So he would open the door, reach in with his left hand so that he wasn't in the car when it went boom. Oh, he would reach across from he the would passenger reach, reach side? Across. No, no. I thought he, he would said going, he would like reach across no, no, no. the steering column. He would be on the driver's side. He would reach in. And start it from the driver's Which side. clearly was like the play, so you would um, get blown away as, as as opposed to blown up. But in the movie, they made up like some bullshit like, oh, the, the metal under the seat was reinforced and he had time to get out. No, it's like literally, literally because he was paranoid and he was like, well, I if know you, they're going to try to get me. And they if you go look at away. pictures of the explosion, the car was destroyed. That must have been scary as shit, though. Like, I like, do you feel lucky, or you're like, oh my god, if you survive something like that, like that's terrible. It it was, uh, you know, kind of one of those things. Well, um, when we arrived here, you know, the mob influence in the casinos was still pretty prevalent. Yeah, and and so that was just one of the stories. I mean, Tony Spilatro was was still around. Uh, there were a couple dozen. Was he a part of, like, guys. the big crime syndicates? Like, was he tied in, like, with the the Gaudis or La Cosa Nostra? Was that even a thing back in? La Cosa Nostra? La Cosa uh, well, Nostra? they... I, I can't remember which crime family they worked for. If they were out of Chicago, I think... But they were clearly big time because they were skimming from the casinos. Like, this well, is the day where and, you get and away with that. That was the whole thing is that um, because many of these casinos were financed with... Pension fund money from the Teamsters yeah, back yeah, there. Jimmy Hoffa. They would try to install people that were uh, going to allow them to. Correct. Do it. Let let us do our business. You get a little money on the side. Every one hand and washes the other. If you make somebody mad, then you yeah, maybe you get your car you blown up. So you're gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or they push all the cabs in the river. So what happened with Tupac? Were you working when that when that happened to? No, you? no, mom, mom. Uh, was in charge of the trauma center at UMC at UMC. And at the time they had like the level one is the top. They're still, they're still still, like the the top. Like if you are severely fucked up, then this is where you need to be because these people are prepared to deal with that. Yeah, and that was back in the nineties. Badass, basically, that's what that is. So she she was she was there when um, uh, he arrived. And Suge Knight. And he was, yeah, he was pretty shot up. Wild. And it was the Wild West of medicine and privacy because the media was trying to get in there. And mom had to somehow get her, Tupac's mom and sister, I think, right? Send someone out there to get them. But, yeah. Well, it's like what they say, if it bleeds, it leads. But those people are just like vicious bloodsuckers. Like, you need to calm down, like, and have a little privacy. These dogs are the most unbothered beings on the planet. They're just just, very calm. That's what happens when you have a great life, when you eat organic food, freeze-dried beef liver, you get taken on vacations, like, groomed, pampered. You get to sleep in the people bed with the people. that too. Like kings, like kings. 
So there, there were there were many, many, many adventures in the early '80s, and it really, it really was kind of the wild, wild west. Uh, EMS was still in its infancy. I, I had been a paramedic for, uh, I think, four years at that time, uh, and and when I came here, I did. We moved here. I didn't have a job that I knew of. So what was the first? Because the ambulances were like older styles. What was the first? make and model because i know you know this of the first like ambulance you drove in because they had the old station wagon style ones that had the bubble lights they had two old suburban ambulances that the top had been raised on the top with huge motors in them uh they actually uh drag raced them at the drag drag race <laughs> of course they yeah did. It, it was Shout pretty well one, one of their stations was in the back of frankie's tiki room which is on charleston frankie's yep. is still there still there yeah, yeah, yeah. i gotta throw a still picture smells we, like we a called it Francoise. uh but yeah i mean when i got here we only had seven ambulances and that was the only medical district too it was valley and umc Right Valley, there, UMC, there. Sunrise, yeah. and Desert Springs. Shout so there were Sunrise. basically it's four hospitals. Born. Desert Spring was kind of like all out on its own. That was a little Desert Springs, well, then there was St. Rose de Lima out in Henderson, and then Boulder City had a hospital as yeah. well. But as far as, as far as larger hospitals, Valley, Sunrise, and uh, UMC. Actually, UMC was called Southern Nevada Memorial Hospital before it was University Medical Center. So... Um, and um any rate but yeah it it really was the wild west um ems was in its, in its infancy the uh, helicopter program that they'd started at valley uh was one of the few hospital-based ems things that had come about there was a couple in particular of like just the real wild stories that mom told uh before she got pregnant with yours truly she was like scaling the side of a mountain in the early stages of being pregnant with me is that what was happening there was a car accident and they went off the side of a hill or something and she was like maybe maybe i shouldn't be doing this with a baby inside of me shout out to mom well and the thing that was that was interesting was three flight nurses were pregnant at the same time which was half of the staff so and and at that point they there wasn't a lot of precedent about uh, pregnant nurses flying on the. It was the couple. wild west. We were letting and, it fly. And so, um, literally, I, I'll never forget one of the gals. She made a maternity jumpsuit, <laughs> and they and they flew. I think probably till there were four or five months, and then it just became like physically impossible to get in and out in the tiny seat. I mean, all, but also respect, like that's kind of badass. Like well, you're pregnant with a baby and you're like, Oh, I'm still going to go. Yeah. And, and I mean, you got to understand that, Why not? that they were really devoted to their craft. Yeah. And so they, they, they were like any other high performing outfit. They wanted to go, 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 go. They wanted to not turn anything down on that type of thing. And, and Valley was trying to establish, um, you know, a, a, a good business and referrals and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it was uh, kind of ironic that not only, well, 
Even David Tegat was supervising that's badass it. too. I feel like that's still like a badass thing. But flight, a lot of flight nursing started it, in it, Colorado. It is, but it has changed a lot. All of the helicopters that they used then, very little of the of the equipment that was put inside had very much uh, testing for airworthiness or that type of thing. No, so nothing existed in the resident. Really like. Well, the pilots that flew these aircraft, um, most of them were Vietnam (laughs) veterans. And, you know, these guys would come back and uh, they had flown helicopters in some pretty terrible situations. Yeah, getting shot at into tiny little cleared out enclosements in a giant jungle. And there were a lot of those guys that, I mean, literally once they sat down and put their seatbelt on, they kind of became part of the helicopter. Yeah, they were locked in. You know, they were really good at it. Um, uh, all of all of those guys are gone, but v- virtually all of the guys that were doing it at that time, the the vast majority of them were mil- had been had military service. They'd been trained in the military. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to at that point. Like that is a ultra high stress job. Not only are you flying a helicopter, but you're also trying to simultaneously get somewhere quickly enough to make sure that someone doesn't die. So that's like the ultimate Jack Bauer 24 situation. You got to get it done. <laughs> exactly. You got to be on the money. I wish I slept as well as, as both these dogs. Look at them. We're just straight doing a podcast and two absolutely at rest animals in, in front of us. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm good. Dale? The the one that really came to mind that I remember mom telling me about, which was hilarious, was I can't remember if she said they had to go into Arizona, but they got dispatched to a call that was at a truck stop in the middle of nowhere on a long stretch of highway. And this guy had just like had a cardiac arrest in a bathroom or something. And his biker friends or a collection of people that were somewhat shady were outside and they essentially pulled an American gangster where they were like, we need to work. This guy's dead. Like, he's dead, but we need to work on this guy so they all don't care. Or that might have been in a prison. I can't remember. There was a couple stories like that. Well, I mean, sometimes you would get into situations like that where, um, yeah, you what you wanted to do was get things packaged and get out of there quickly. For instance, when Especially we were still in Denver, she was flying on the helicopter there, and they get called to a shooting in a, at St. Anthony's in Shout Denver. She got called to uh, a shooting at a motel mm. on North Federal, like 64th and Federal or whatever else. At any rate, this guy had been shot in this terrible motel. They're in there trying to take care of him. And this... this Was this a regular, like, like paramedic call? They weren't on the helicopter for this one, or they were? No, they, they called the helicopter oh, wow. for it. That's kind of I crazy mean, the, they're doing that. At that, that like point in time, paramedic EMS and the fire service w- was just getting started. So there wasn't a lot of paramedics. Yeah, so that was And so the, the, the nurses on the helicopter were the you know highest level care. At any rate, they're taking care of this patient. This door keeps bumping her, and she keeps slamming it back, and she's you know cursing a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Well... They get they get this guy on the stretcher and they're doing CPR and they get him out and they get going. Next thing next thing she hears is pop 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 pop. The bad guy who shot this fellow was in the closet and was shoving the door open. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On the on the on the helicopter. 
No, no, in the hotel room. Oh, okay. But in the still. hotel room, what was what she was getting hit with was the door from the closet that this guy was hiding in. Was he trying to come out, or was it just uh, like- I, I have no idea. Maybe so. He didn't open fire. The, the bad part was is law enforcement didn't clear the space and and know that that was yeah that's a seriously there. situation so yeah. there there were plenty of times when um mom probably popped that guy you know they're coming into these scenes after they've been there for a little bit little while but there's sometimes when you would get to a scene and it was still Active. dangerous yeah no doubt that's why i wouldn't be about that because if i'm there to help like don't well, for instance, so here's here's another here's another Nellis Air Force Base range. They were she was orienting a new pilot, and she was telling him about all the things that they didn't do. You know, they they never went out onto the range when it was hot. They never did two or three other items, and all of a sudden they get a call for someone who has uh, who is severely injured out on the Nellis range. And so the range being like somewhere they're firing active. They're doing they're they're this where they do the test bombing and strafing and all this other stuff. Not somewhere you want to be. Like shit's getting blown up. And so what this guy was doing is he was part of the ordnance disposal folks, and they would go out because the instead of having full size bombs, they would have bomblets that they would let go that had the same aerodynamics as the big ones, so that they could. See, it would make point the accuracy, but not have a giant explosion every time. Correct. One of them. So what they were doing is going out there to clear these areas and find these bomblets that hadn't detonated, put a cap and some C4 on them to blow them up. Well, somehow, uh, one of them detonated between Mm. his legs Mm. and he literally is just filleted. So now, now this pilot who she's told all the stuff that they don't do. She's telling them, she says, oh, boy. He, and so they go out there. They pick up this guy. He's hurt really, really bad. I mean, literally one guy, sorry for grabbing my crotch, but <laughs> one, one guy's literally got his hand up inside this guy. Yeah, when you have bleeding. a bomb exploding between your legs, so, like, that's not going to be a gentle or easy thing. So they so get him back sense. to town. They take him to UMC, which is a trauma center, and, and you know, blood all over the place, and it's a mess. Davette gets out in the hallway. Next thing, next thing you hear is everybody is out, 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 out. Well, they didn't they didn't pay much attention to what this guy had because these guys carried C four in one pocket and blasting caps yeah, in the other. Yeah, yeah. And so here he is, all decked out with all of his stuff still. So and I can't remember. And they flew him with all that. Well, I mean, you got all the stuff you need to make the stuff go boom. Yeah, as long as they're not. So they get that all. I think that guy guy survived. But I mean, you know, it's just like uh, another time. um, I was I'm at UMC and we they transported this guy and he was a gunshot wound. You know, he's laying on the bed and they're pumping him. Next thing you know, uh, they they come in to X-ray him and the X-ray had at this time they had the hard plates that they put under because they weren't electronic slide in there and next thing you know the tech comes back because they had a developing room in the er and here's this guy and in the middle of his back is a handgun oh and he had gotten shot 
Mm-hmm. And what he had like a he had a handgun like John McClane to his back like duct taped in there or? stuck in his in his waistband so nobody nobody Searched had him or found done out an assessment and got Oopsie. their hands down there to see you know and and that was some of the stuff and you were always told and always taught always make sure the scene is safe blah 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 do all this other stuff well I think probably still to this day some of that stuff happens but it just demonstrates how. In, in and I will call it the fog of war, where you've got all this stuff going on that sometimes you don't go exactly down the list. Yeah, and your priority is to just is to save somebody's life. So like if you skip a step in there, well, it's and you, and you had to, to consider someone. whether your life was in danger or not. And correct. So when when David gets back to the helicopter and they're using a hose to clean out all the blood and stuff, mm. this pilot comes in and and he he goes. Could we go over that list of stuff that we're never going to do ever? Yeah, yeah. Because because here they are, all of it. And his name was Richard Smith. Uh, he became really good friends with Mom and I. So, but it, but it was funny when you when you tell somebody, you know, here's the absolute parameters. This never happens. And then there you are. Uh, that's really the stuff you pray don't happen. So like you're you're aware that you might have to deal with that at some point. But in in an ideal situation, you're not. Well, I mean, they, the helicopter got called to lots of severe incidents like that. Like uh, down in, in Bullhead, Laughlin area, there was a steam generating power plant down there, and there was a steam explosion. Mm. And, and in fact, um, I can't remember if that was 1986, uh, helicopter transport a couple patients, my Airplanes couple transported a couple patients. They were very, because what happened is a steam line ruptured inside the building, and so she got an award. That, that was the very first year that Messerschmitt Bolkal Blom, who was a helicopter manufacturer, and they had a BO one. Say that fucking five times fast. Say it. That's again. why they Messer, call it MBB. Messerschmitt. Messerschmitt Bolkal Blom. Yeah, MBB. you couldn't do it. You couldn't. Do At any it. rate, her crew got the Crew Extraordinaire Award for that particular incident. How many people got injured? Was it just one? Oh no no no! There person? were. So this was like half a, a dozen explosion. that were very, very seriously mm. burned. I mean, just think about you're not we're not talking about fire thermal injury. We're talking about steam and we're not talking about 212 degree steam. We're talking about thousands yeah, of degrees yeah, like that are immediately released into this confined sun. area. So tales of EMS from last century oh there's many many more but i'm glad you wanted to share some of those with us because they were mom did like a lot of cool shit in her job and she loved it she was super that was the reason we moved to las vegas and uh yeah helicopter hero shout out flight for life but we'll have to do this some more i'm sure people will enjoy these stories she had a lot of them we have a lot of them collectively we'll do more of this anyways this has uh, been one of our last uh, Joshua Tree pods, but we've had a great time, great family vacation. We got to celebrate our birthday, bump it. We could have had the same day. I love you so much. You're so considerate, and you wanted me to have my own, but we kind of have the same day. We do. We celebrate it we've, together. It's a it's a 48 hour birthday celebration. <laughs> Most people take a week. We just keep it to a tight two days. Anyways, we will do this again. Uh, I've been Uncle Kyle, as always, respectfully, on the sticks. Uncle Derek, you didn't hear from him. That's my awesome sister, Caitlin. 
This is my dad. You'll see more of him in the near future. And we will see you on the next one. See you later, Nanny Nation. Don't, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. Check us out. Let me get my phone so I can start liking. Like it all. Like, like, it like, all. Like, 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 subscribe, share. We love you. The end. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Naturals Pod. Please remember to follow us on your Twitter and Instagram accounts at The Naturals Pod. Do you have what it takes to join the Natty Nation? Like and subscribe to find out.